Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to Train, Eat, Repeat. <laughs> She's back. I'm back. Hey, guys. From a little hiatus, I am not <laughs> flying solo. Uh, or Han Solo. Yes, I made a joke, <laughs> and it wasn't that funny, and it was kind of a dad joke. So she called me out on that. She listened to the podcast last week uh, that she was not on, and she uh, told me that my joke was funny. In a very sarcastic way. And no, it was not. A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) So I hope you guys are doing well. Um, Andrea is back. And today is actually an interesting episode because it will be the first of a four-part series. Um, We won't be doing them consecutively um, over the next four weeks, um, but we will definitely be dabbling in with the topic being, what are some things that you can add into your current diet? Rather than looking at what we can take away, right? Most diets always talk about, don't eat this, don't eat that. But what can we add into our diet for health, for weight loss, for better digestion, um, for satiety, disease prevention. prevention. Um, And our first focus today is all around whole grains. Um, And before we get into the episode, though, I have some exciting announcements. Next week's episode, I'll be sitting down again with community director for Movember, uh, Greg Oliva. If you guys remember last year, um, he was on the podcast to talk about the initiatives that Movember had in store uh, for the month of November, but year round um, when it comes to men's health initiatives um, to prevent cancer, in particular prostate cancer um, and suicide prevention as well. So I'll be sitting down with him. um, So look forward to that. And then in December... I'll be sitting down again with Dr. William Davis. You will remember him as the author of the New York Times bestseller, Wheat Belly. Um, he is has a new book coming out in February. Um, so he's going to be coming on at the beginning of December uh, to talk about his new book. And hopefully you guys get some great tips out of it because it's all centered around the gut biome, which part of what we'll talk about today actually is, is centered around that as well. I just want to interject, guys. Uh, I know you can't see the video uh, or you can't see us doing our podcast, but it is no. November. So Tyler, every November, takes upon himself to shave his beard and to grow a mustache. And this year for Halloween, he was Magnum P.I., so he's supporting a Magnum P.I. mustache. Magnum P.I. mustache for men's health. Yes. Yes. Um, if you guys want to see my mustache, it's all over Facebook. Um, I don't shy away from it. And I think Andrea actually kind of likes I it do. a little I bit. I like the mustache. Yeah. She likes the beard. She, she, I think she cried a few tears when the beard went away, but <laughs> sound the horn, it died, but it's, it will be back, uh, I promise. So let's jump right into the episode. So why are we talking about, so first of all, just so you know what, what's coming up in the future podcast, the four things that we've identified that you should add into your diet for overall health reasons, among others, are protein, vegetables, fruit, and whole grains. Now, you had asked a specific question on Facebook asking people what type of foods do they struggle with adding into their normal everyday nutrition? Mm-hmm. And those were the four that came up. And of course, we don't talk about spices and herbs and those, those kind of things and seasonings. Uh, but these are the four core foods that we should go and we should eat every single day. I mean, Dr. Greger talks about his daily dozen, and we try to make 
make sure that we get um, a couple servings of each of these dates. It's beans, berries, other fruits, corniferous vegetables, greens, um, other vegetables like non-leafy vegetables, flaxseed, nuts and seeds, herbs and spices, whole grains, beverages, and exercises. And specifically today, we're talking about whole grains, and we need to have a serving of three servings each day. And it might sound like a lot, like, well, that's just a sandwich. But we're talking about what whole grain is, not whole wheat. Yes, there, there. I think there's a lot of confusion and a lot of marketing that confuses people in terms of what is whole grain versus what is not whole grain, what's good for me versus maybe what's not the most optimal choice. And by no means, I. the more that we um, study um, ourselves, like our own digestion, um, and study uh, the, what the science tells us, it's actually okay on occasion to have refined grains. That's what creates diversity inside of your gut because there is, a, to a point, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing or a detrimental thing. You're not necessarily getting all those benefits. So let's start with what exactly is a whole grain. Um, basically, know that first of all, all whole grains that you find in a store have gone through some type of processing. So you can't just go out in a field like a cow and eat a piece of grain or a piece of wheat, right, and digest that. Even brown rice has been gone through a processing where it cleans the the shell off of it, so to speak, and pushes the the rice out. Right. So the processing removes only the indigestible outer hull. So you can't just grab it from a field and say, ooh, it's a one-ingredient food. I mean, it still is. It's just know that it's going through a processing uh, process, not to be redundant. So... But there, with the the thing about that though is that that processing does not get rid of the um, nutrients that are still packed in it. So you know, and the nutrients are packed in the bran, the germ, or the endosperm mm-hmm. of that particular whole grain. Mm-hmm. So then, refined grains on the other end of the spectrum would be where we're stripping away the bran and the germ. Right, and that's where you have your white flours or your enriched flours, where they're specific. They might be a, like a white flour, like a baking flour, but they might have added some type of vitamin to it. They enriched that that process and added it. So they originally took it out, refined it, you know, made it into a flour, took all the nutritional value out of it, and then they added vitamins or uh, enrichments, uh, supplements back into it. Yeah. So like, uh, what are the food examples of these? You mentioned brown rice, that already being one. Quinoa is another one. Um, Bulgur is another one. Uh, Popcorn, oatmeal, um, and even wild rice too, not just brown rice. But those would all be considered um, 100% whole grain foods. Um, now the one on the other end of the spectrum, the ones that contain some whole grains, but also have refined grains in them would be like your breads. And again, I guess we have to specify like what type of bread, right? And we can talk about the five to one rule, Mm -hmm. um, if we are going to be eating bread, but pasta, breakfast, cereal, crackers, and chips. So just think anything that is coming out of those that doesn't look like what it came, looked like once it got made, put out of the hull, you know, that would be considered a refined grain. So typically when you look at breads and pastas and crackers, you look at the nutritional label and it has a wheat flour, maybe a white, a rice flour or a white flour, those type of things. Though they're added different grains to that, but they're they're not the whole grain because they they went through that refinement process. So it's not considered whole grain. Yeah, when you're like looking at nutritional labels, right, which we suggest 
very commonly to do because number one, the more ingredients there are, more likely there's some things in there that probably aren't good for you, right? And if you can't announce them. And you can't pronounce (laughs) them, you know, or it has one of the like million different names for sugar um, in there too, which is always dangerous. But specifically when it comes to whole grains, when you're looking at ingredient level label, let's say on like a cereal, a bread um, or another refined food, make sure that it says whole wheat flour. That means, and it's the first ingredient that means that is a whole grain whereas you know, the other hand a refined grain would be like enriched wheat flour right or like you would see enriched uh white rice right meaning they've added other nutrients into that um and that get, is not considered a whole grain right which takes it further away from what its original state was right because it's not just the idea of stripping it down to it where it's not recognizable but it's also adding more things things to it. Mm-hmm. Like you'll notice on uh Wonder Bread or the Wonder Wheat Bread, it, you'll look at the nutritional label and it might say added vitamins B and more calcium or something else to make that bread a little bit more nutritional, pleasing to your eye. However, that's not a whole grain because they've added those things to that white flour to make it, to enrich it. Right. Like even think about it from this perspective, enriching could also be somewhat of a positive. So a lot of times we will eat like a lentil uh, pasta or a protein pasta, like bonza pasta, where they're adding pea protein into it. That is still an enriched pasta because they are adding more to it than what it was. So even though that particular pasta is not necessarily whole grains, in fact, usually it still has a good amount of fiber, not as much as a whole grain wheat pasta would it still is something that can be very beneficial inside of your diet. Um, But again, it's about the balance. And the reason why we we say balance is that the majority of individuals overconsume enriched sort of processed carbohydrates and, and, and more so processed grains. Absolutely. And it's it, it could be a, a time factor, a convenient factor. You know, I'm going to make this, um, one of our favorite rice packets is the cilantro lime rice. That's white rice. So there's not a whole grain in it. It's not a brown rice. So, um, but it, out of convenience, it's super easy. You just pop it in there. It's got all the seasons and everything versus if you took a wild rice or a brown rice and you made it, that would be more considered a whole grain. So it might be a convenient pa- factor that you grab um, something that's already ready to go, somewhat processed, to put that into your your daily diet. However, making two cups of quinoa, you know, uh, on a Monday will last you till probably Sunday of that week. And and what we've what we've learned ourselves through experience, and we were just talking about this, um, even in terms of yesterday's uh, day of eating, you can overdo it when it comes to fiber. Um, you know, fiber is very important. We've talked about how the average American only gets 15 grams of fiber per day. The optimal amount, I would say, is north of 31 grams. They, I would say the daily recommended amount is 31 grams. You know, you could easily have 40 or 50 grams um, if you're eating more whole foods, meaning you're getting fiber sources not just from whole grains, but from vegetables and also from fruit. But it's important to have balance in there because if you overdo it with too many whole grains, you're not creating enough diversity inside of your gut. Mm -hmm. Um, And diversity is what helps with digestion. And so for a good example, yesterday I had way too much fiber throughout the whole day. And then I add a really fibrous 
fiber dense dinner, I actually had more issues um, with my stomach because I didn't have anything sort of refined in there. So I'm not saying that I should have just went off the rails and had a bunch of like, you know, sugary cereal and, and things like that. But having a white rice with dinner last night rather than having, you know, a more fiber dense tortilla, a whole grain tortilla along with beans probably wasn't necessarily like the best choice. So it is kind of two experimenting and seeing what works best for you. But the the big th- reason why we want to go towards whole grains among many others is that it keeps you satisfied longer. Absolutely. It's, it's naturally high in fiber, which we just talked about, that it's high in fiber. It keeps you fuller longer to help you maintain a healthy body weight, but it's also been linked to lower risk of heart disease, diabetes, certain cancers, and a lot of other health problems. So it's it, like Dr. Greger says three servings. It's it's not many um, that you have. It's not a lot that you have to eat, but it, it is you have to look at the type of whole grain that we eat. And that's that's where I think we fall short is that we think we shouldn't have rices and quinoas because it's high carbohydrates. But that's something you need to incorporate into your diet. And it's easy with to start with like an oatmeal at morning. An oatmeal uh, is a whole grain. You can have oatmeal for breakfast. That's one serving. And then for lunch, you can have um, maybe half a sandwich and using one slice of sprouted grain bread, which is going to be a whole grain compared to like a whole wheat bread. Uh, And that's another serving. And then at dinner time, having like a half a cup of cooked quinoa or brown rice or, or something like that. And there's your three servings a day. And then even if you wanted to add in snacks like yep. popcorn, popcorn. Um, popcorn can be added in. It's a whole grain. I mean, we're not talking about the popcorn where you add in a bunch of uh, either fake or real butter, um, but millions of ways that you can um, sort of s- put on extra seasonings to make that popcorn tasty and more desirable. Um, even nutritional yeast, which I've done numerous times, can be put on popcorn. Um, and the rule of thumb is, you know, if you are somebody that's maybe in transition, right, we don't expect anyone to make a 180 and just run in the opposite direction and say, I'm only eating whole grains from now. And again, it's about diversity. It's about having that balance. If you're going to have, you notice you have more refined grains in your diet currently, pairing it with a protein, pairing it with a fat will help that carbohydrate last longer because what we know about those really refined uh, sort of enriched grains, so like white flour, flour, puffed wheat cereal, those don't last very long. You've probably had it before where you'll eat like a bagel, right? Which is this enriched wheat flour, or enriched usually white flour. Mm-hmm. You are hungry and like an hour, an hour yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so then what ends up happening is you end up consuming more calories over the course of your day. Whereas if you were to pair that with some eggs, now all of a sudden it's going to last a little bit longer. It's not just the eggs that are doing the work in that process. It's the protein in there that are binding with those carbohydrates to make that meal last longer. And so if you are somebody, you know, journal for a day, see how many whole grains you actually get into your diet. And what I would say is, is a good way at serving size that we usually use is a cupped hand. So you can get a cupped hand of whole grains in with every single meal. You know, that's a quarter cup of oatmeal. That's a quarter cup of brown rice. All those ones we've talked about, bulgur, um, you know, and see if you can add those things in or to the example that you just gave uh, for the um, for the whole grain sort of eating throughout the day. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, another rule of thumb is we want to talk about the five to one rule. It's when you're looking at buying a whole grain to see if it's something that is, if it's five to one. Um, so let's say um, you're looking to see at the nutritional label, see the ratio of grams to uh, grams of carbohydrates to grams of dietary fiber is five or less. So as an example, let's take 100% of whole wheat Wonder Bread. Sorry, we're picking on Wonder Bread today. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Wonder Bread. A whole wheat Wonder Bread. One serving, uh, and the label reads, 30 grams of carbohydrates and three grams of dietary fiber. So 30 divided by three is 10. 10 is higher than five, so it doesn't pass the rule, the five to one rule. Now let's take the Ezekiel Spotted Grain Bread, which is um, a whole grain uh, bread. It's usually gluten-free, um, and it's usually found in your freezer section, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, let's take a look at that. So one serving is 15 grams of carbohydrates and three grams of fiber. 15 divided by three is five, so it passes the five to one rule. And you can use this rule as you look at um, English muffins, um, biscuits, rolls, breakfast cereals, all those type of things to see if it's a a better whole grain and a better dietary um, carbohydrate to dietary fiber ratio. And this is important. And it's another label or another math equation or just I would say awareness that you can take in consideration when looking at labels. Mm-hmm. You all know out there how many times we've talked about how marketing, you know, speaks to you because it says it's natural or it's um, trans fat, <laughs> right? Whole wheat, right? Whole cracked wheat, whole grain. And I actually just did this with a loaf of bread I just picked up mm-hmm. and it doesn't pass the five to one rule. It's close. It's like seven and a half. Right. And and the reason why that's important, again, comes down to it also comes around to blood sugar control, right? Because net carbohydrates also, and it also speaks to you're not just what you eat, you are what you digest, right? So like me eating the amount of fiber or amount of fat from nuts and seeds is not going to have as big of an impact from fat I would get from a processed oil. It's the same thing here. That fiber helps with that digestion. And some of those carbohydrates may not even get digested into your system because that fiber is doing its job. That's why if like you're you're dealing with a blood sugar control problem, like your A1C, like you want whole grains rich in protein and or fiber, you know, and if you're going to consume those refined grains, got to make sure you have having a protein or a fat with it. So that way, again, it's going to hold you longer so you don't constantly consume. So when somebody says to me, um, you were talking with somebody the other day, I just crave carbs. Mm-hmm. Like I just crave sugar. Mm-hmm. That is a sign you don't have enough whole grains in your diet and you're not being satisfied enough throughout the day. It also could be a sign of protein, to, right? And that's why we're pairing those two things together. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. Like if you're somebody that doesn't like oatmeal, you don't like cereal, you don't like, uh, you know, rice and grains, it's more of a texture thing. You can still, you know, try things like pea protein, lentils, soy, um, and other fiber rich, protein rich ingredients. You know, even that pasta we've talked about, um, to try and get more of those whole grains in. Uh, And then, you know, in terms of other conditions too, we talked about how like you could have too much um, whole grains. So, uh, you know, if you're eating mostly like 80 to 90% whole foods, more than likely you're getting plenty of fiber into your diet um, and you probably could 
it would serve yourself well um, from a gut perspective uh, to try and avoid things like IBS um, or if you constantly notice that you're like bloated, Mm -hmm. you can definitely overdo it. You could go with like a white rice to go along with your meal. And that's what we were just talking about. You had said that you had a, we eat a lot of fiber throughout our day. We we make sure that we have um, legumes, uh, nuts and seeds, fruits and vegetables and whole grains. So we eat pretty, pretty uh, much strict to that. Uh, in each meal. And so last night when we added another fiber-rich tortilla into our our dinner, we could both feel that effects. It was like our fiber bucket was pushed way over. Mm -hmm. And uh, not saying that it's bad, but we already do eat our our amount of fiber that our body needs, and we're adding more to it. And that's the effects that we had was some bloating and some digestive issues. So adding in an enriched or a a rich um, whole grain like a white rice would help and ease in that digestion. And it, it's not just for digestion purposes or, or benefits. It's not just for uh, weight loss or blood sugar control. But obviously, if, if you're controlling blood sugar, um, you're, you're you're keeping a healthy weight by being able to eat these fiber-rich foods, um, you're obviously going to stave off disease as well. So type 2 diabetes, um, heart disease, um, you'll, you'll see that mark on Cheerios all the time, which I guarantee you Cheerios does not pass the test, uh, <laughs> that 5 to 1 ratio rule. Um, it helps with cholesterol and certain types of cancer, specifically like um, uh, there's a colon cancer specifically for that as well, um, as well as I think certain type of cervical cancers. Yeah. So whole grains, you know, I think the reason why whole grains gets a bad rap is because of the whole no carb movement. Right. hundred percent. And the thing to understand is that not all foods are created equal. Right. And then you're not you're not what you you aren't what you eat. You are what you absorb. And if you're eating, making smart choices around your whole grains. And again, there's that balance there. Right. There are times that I will have a bun with a sandwich or I will have white rice or something that is a little bit more uh, refined compared to those whole grains. But the balance of that allows me to digest those things easier. Um, whereas the majority of the time, again, we should stick to more whole foods if we can. But we wanted to come on and make sure we made that distinction between what is a refined grain, what is a whole grain, um, what to look for in terms of labels to do the five to one rule when you're when you're looking at the fiber to carbohydrate ratio, um, because all those things matter. Um you know, and again, if you want to measure it out, a cupped hand of whole grains per meal um, is plenty um, and to aid with digestion and also to keep you satisfied and full throughout the day so you don't overeat. And don't be afraid of carbs. These are these are very healthy carbohydrates that we can put into our bodies. These are not going to make you um, gain excessive amount of weight. These will actually, like we've said, help you stay full or longer so that you're not snacking and, and looking for that next meal. And if you guys are looking for more information and you're not part of our private Facebook group, um, it's a free group. Uh, anyone can join it. You should be. You should be. Just look up either one of us. Uh, it's also called Train, Eat, Repeat, Eliminating the Stress of Weight Loss. But I'm going to put up this infographic tomorrow um, that we used for a big chunk of research for this podcast uh, from Precision Nutrition. And, I mean, it, it's just a real quick and dirty, easy to read, easy to have in, like, in, your, in your drawer in your kitchen, or maybe you have on your fridge just to subtly remind you that you know balance is important what's a whole grain versus what's not and how do you add it into your diet absolutely 
Cool. Yeah. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad I'm back, it's too. Fun. I am, too. It is fun. I miss you guys. So we have Greg Olivia, Oliva. Oh, I can't even say his last name right. Mm-hmm. Greg Oliva from <laughs> Movember. Sorry, Greg. Uh, he will be here next week. Um, and then that following week, we will get back on track uh, with talking about either protein, vegetables, or fruit. And we'll do the, all those episodes separate. And then coming in December, Dr. William Davis is coming back to the podcast, um, which I'm super pumped for. Lots so. of exciting things, people. Absolutely. So you guys enjoy the rest of your week, eat your whole grains, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.